we went to um, Mexico as a kid, and you know, I had this vision of it that they were gonna take a, take a plane and drop us in a desert. <laughs> I thought Mexico was a big desert, so I was really shocked that there's a beach and mountains. And but I got hooked. Hi, welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of emotional wellness, joy, mental and spiritual wellness, bringing you the full package today. I'm Anne Scotland and thanks for tuning in. And today we're talking about emotional wellness with a special guest of mine, Carrie Carter. We're talking about the importance of kindness to each other, of course, but also to animals. Carrie is a fellow creator, creative uh, author, musician, uh, writer, script, script and screenplay writer. So we would have a lot in common to talk about. So I'm super excited to have her here. Hi, Carrie. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So excited to have you here. So what are you most looking forward to this fall? Um, this is going to sound a little cheesy, a little predictable, but the cooler weather. Yes. It has been so hot in Texas this summer. <laughs> yes, I totally get it. I totally do. And um, yeah, the first time it starts getting down into those lower digits at night and you get up and it's cool, you go out to yes, exercise. It's so like, nice. Oh, yes. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, so yeah, you're in Texas right now, but you love to travel, right? You've traveled a lot of places. How did you yeah. get into traveling in the beginning? Well, really as a kid, I got started as it. We went to... um. Mexico as a kid. And, you know, I had this vision of it that they were going to take a, take a plane and drop us in a desert. <laughs> I thought Mexico was a big desert. So I was really shocked that there's a beach and mountains. And, but I got hooked that one trip, even as like a five year old, I can tell you details from it, you know. Ooh, a fellow traveler <laughs> with details. I will say, Mom, do you remember that campground? I was like two and a half or three. Do you remember that campground we stayed at by Mount Rainier? Well, I think maybe you remember the one we had macaroni and cheese for lunch. This is like decades ago. Oh, you She's sound like, like me. Oh my God. She's like, this girl measures everything by what she ate where. Oh, you're, you're we're soulmates. I know. I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I told my husband, I'm like, I can take you in Tokyo to the restaurant where we first had soba noodles. I know how to get there. Now, they may not still be open, but I know exactly where it's at. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, so much. So, yes, a traveling foodie is like the love of my life because I'm like, oh, that's the best two things there are. Um, so uh, and you've been to Japan and so have I. So what um, when did you get the bug to go? Uh, the first time I went, we had a layover from, we went to pull out, no, we went to, oh, sorry, we went to Australia and we had a, like a four hour layover in Narita. And so we left the airport and we went to the first stop and got off at the very first stop to check it out. And then afterwards I was like, man, we're never going to come back here, but, but it kind of looks interesting. And then I started reading more about it and and then I was like, oh, man, we got to go back and spend a whole week, you know, and then the week became two and then two became three with each trip that get getting longer and longer. Absolutely. Wow. So she really knows Japan. Uh, I've only been for a week and I absolutely fell in love. The cities were great instead of the modern cities. Beautiful. Tokyo is amazing. Um, I have a, a medieval history degree. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> and so anything with ancient history, especially like temples and religious history and architecture, even the cemeteries, I thought I had died and gone to heaven because, you know, Kyoto and, and so many other places are just, it was just amazing. My favorite experience, though, was going up into the mountains. Um, there's a cemetery called Koyasan. I don't know if you know that one. It's one of the largest, it's the largest cemetery in Japan, and it's like up in a mountaintop, but it's wooded. It's so beautiful. It's like a redwood or cedar forest, and it has more graves than anywhere else in Japan. They oh, wow. light it at night, like in the most beautiful way. And then I stayed uh, in a Buddhist monastery up there for oh, a couple wow. of nights, and um you know, just kind of had, I was like, this is the bliss because <laughs> I'm that nature person. I'm like, oh, just put me in nature. I will just be so happy. So I've been telling my husband about it for years. I went before I met him. And so it's literally on our short list right now. And we're hoping to go next fall. So oh, yeah, you definitely need to go and <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. I know you're getting over your cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. And read whiskers abroad because there's actually Japan travel tips in it. Perfect. Like all, the, all the locations in it are real. You can go see them. You can go visit them. And within the book, there's like websites and advice and, you know. Oh, that's like perfect. So for those of you who don't know yet, because we didn't quite get there. Right. So she has a brand new book called Whiskers Abroad. And it's about a cat. And I thought, well, this is interesting because I love animals. And we're going to talk about kindness to animals here in a minute. But it's about a cat. Did you take your cat to Japan? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's lots of pictures of him in there. Like he's on the airplane and he's that's... in the Zen garden. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> he's on the Ferris wheel because, you know, in Japan, they love Ferris wheels. Like every city has a Ferris wheel. That's amazing. What a good idea. So yeah, it's through it's, the eyes of a cat. Well, the cat and his owner. So you get both perspectives nice. of the events or where they're at and what's happening. What a fun version on a narrative slash travel book slash just great read. I mean, I think that's so amazing. And I love the cat. Now, you, you, um, you also work with some rescue organizations or sponsor some, um, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I donate to, you know, there's one like down the street and nice. I donate to them. And one of the big things where I'm such a big advocate of them, I used to have a cat colony at my house wow. and there was like 22 cats wow. and, gro and growing. <laughs> so wow. I called, somebody told me to contact them. So I did. And they gave me traps and we got 20 of the cats spayed and neutered. Wow. And that's they did it, hard. They did it all for free. Now I had to catch them, but <laughs> fabulous. What a great service to the, to your town and to the cats. And yeah, such a great, and I know how hard it is to catch them because oh, you know what? It was really easy. Oh, what'd you do? Like, well, because we were feeding them, we didn't feed them for a day. And then when we put the traps on, they just went straight into the Oh, traps. I see. Cause you had been putting food out <laughs> and then my mother-in-law does this, not quite on that scale, but I know she was able to get the traps from like the Humane Society. She'd like on loan and she was able to get them and then they get them spayed and neutered. And it looks like, and the Humane Society makes an effort to like, you know, contribute as much financially towards getting that done if possible. And uh, I just love animals so much. And, you know, those strays, stray dogs and cats, a lot of them couldn't, you know, they can't help being born. They were just right. not their fault. <laughs> um, but I'm a huge believer in responsible pet ownership and 
and kindness to animals around the world. Um, right. That is just so important to me because, you know, maybe that's not their natural state, but they are domesticated animals and yeah. they, they have become very much sort of dependent on humans. And we live now in a society with cars and trucks and all kinds of dangerous things. It's not just the wild anymore. So we really do have a responsibility to be kind to them. And, and, yeah, um, and we've taken over their area so much, you know, we encroached yeah. on their land. Yeah. You know? So even living, if they had been managing, yeah. now it's more challenging. Living here in Houston, we've got like possums and raccoons that are always in turtles or is in the backyard, you know? Wow. Like, you have turtles it, in your backyard. We do. And I'm like, there's a bayou, but it's not that close. I'm like, did he walk all the way from the bayou? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. And I think too, and I'll just do finish my pitch on animals here because you guys, all you listeners, you know how much I love them and I have my three rescues all sleeping here and thank God sleeping at the moment because I don't have anyone to help watch them today. So, um, but uh, yeah, kindness to animals and, and how much, even from a sociological perspective, it shows the progression of so social society, how we treat each other is often measured by how the society treats animals right. our respect for human life our respect for preventing unnecessary suffering and you know the the more advanced that society becomes the more care and is toward animals, which you can see so easily in developed societies as opposed to you know developing countries mm -hmm. where they the people don't always have enough to eat yeah. um I know I sponsor a, a donkey rescue in Morocco too. my husband and I okay. sponsor, <laughs> which we went to Morocco and we, uh, we just saw how hard these animals work and they're often abandoned because I don't, I don't think they want to put them down. So they just yeah. turn them well, out. That's not good either. No. And there's a lot of suffering and I won't even go into it. I like mostly I can't even look at the pictures, but, uh, and during COVID a lot of the work animals were abandoned because the families couldn't feed themselves because tourism was at all like super zero all time low. And the horses that pulled the tourist carriages weren't working. Mm. And so a lot of the animals were turned out. I think the rescue ended up with like three or 400, um, horses and donkeys oh, and, wow. but i just love it when i meet other people who care about animals like you like this rescue organization um it just makes such a big difference and it warms my heart and i have this belief around the universe that this kind of kindness comes back to you um so I much so. <laughs> i hope so too i do i absolutely do so um so also then you have um a lot of other interesting interests which i thought i don't even know what to pick when i talk to to carrie because she has so many interesting things to talk about so not only is she world traveler um but you also um were in a cover band tell me about that yeah so about 22 years ago i, I hate to say that out loud because <laughs> that many years oh my god okay <laughs> i worked at the houston country club Wow. And I was a banquet server and I would watch the bands as they come in and they played these weddings and parties. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. And then one night they had an eight, strictly 80s cover band. All they played was 80s music. And I said, <coughs> who are these guys? Where'd they come from? And they're like, well, they flew in from New York because they couldn't find an 80s cover band in Houston. And I was like, really? I was like, well, I'm going to do that then. And I wow. did. 
I mean, I played keyboards before then. I didn't like learn keyboards just. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it got started. And we're going strong 22 years later. Oh, you're still going. I had yes. no idea. St- that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. So um, I just put up a, a post about creativity today and how much that benefits our overall wellness. And it's something that I teach all the time, being creative, letting out your artistic side. Um, it's such a great way to keep that zest for life going. It's so satisfying. And even if you're like, I'm not creative, I'm not an artist, people will tell me, my clients will say, and it's like, yeah, but there's always something that you like to do. Right. And I also think too, when we're kids, I think every single kid's creative. They imagine oh, yes. stories and they have imaginary friends, and they play with toys, and then it's like beaten out of them through school and as they get older. And then pretty soon you got a house and you know a family and kids and a mortgage and then you're like it's just the the you know crank it in crank it out and you're like wow i used to like to write or paint or go horseback riding or you know just anything but especially something that's creative it gives you that opportunity to kind of express yourself it's one of our greatest gifts is to be able to create um yeah i think it's important to stay in touch with that even as you get older you know even you have kids and a job and a mortgage and you're just like i don't have time for any of that i'm like make some even it's just Absol- a little get a little sliver just make some absolutely <laughs> no it's so true so um so when you were in Japan, I'm going to circle all the way back around because okay. I, I still want to uh, talk about the book for just a moment. Um, so what's your favorite thing to do there? Oh, my God. That's so hard. To this is really decide. like a that selfish so question because I want to know or the favorite place or it, it might be eating. <laughs> OK, cool. Well, that's perfect. That's a great answer. <laughs> I mean, because the food there is so wonderful. I'm like, I think I've had I've been to Japan 14 times. So I've been wow. a lot. <laughs> and I've had two bad meals. Wow. That's time. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great odds. Yes. <laughs> you know, get oh a fabulous my. meal. That's amazing. And everything's so beautiful. And if you are artistic at all, you know, presentation, I love presentation. I love packaging. Oh, yes, yes. So I, I just kind of like get on this crazy high when I'm in a place like that, where like everything looks so beautiful. And, you know, you buy a little trinket and they put it in tissue paper and then they put it in a little velvet bag and then they tie yes. a bow and you're like, oh, that's so cute. And then they take out a box and they put tissue paper in the box for this like $2 trinket. And then they put the bag in there and then they wrap it and then they put the lid on the box i'm like oh that's so cute and then they take wrapping paper and they wrap the box and you're like oh my god this thing is now like this big and then then they take a ribbon and you're like i just died and went to heaven because i love presents i love gifts i love wrapping i like presentation this is my kind of place yeah they're right <laughs> they do an a plus job on that for sure absolutely do absolutely do so uh tell people where they can find out more about your very interesting fun good and informative read whether you like traveling whether you like cats or whether you just like a great book where can they uh find more about whiskers abroad well probably the best place to go would be my website which is carrie carter writes and c-a-r-r-i-e okay carterwrites.com so that's got the most information i also have a facebook page with the same name but i think the Website's got more info. Okay. And it's writes W R I T E S. Correct. Like a writer. Yes, so Carrie correct. Carter writes. Okay. I was just making sure <laughs> that we had, it wasn't like, like a third name. Right. Right. Um, so Carrie Carter writes, you guys check it out, check out her love for animals, her love for travel. 
and a great reminder for us all to be creative, be kind to animals and to each other, and uh, find more mental wellness and joy as you do it. So thanks so much for being with us today, Carrie. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you and we'll have to talk on. again soon. <laughs> we'll have to talk Absolutely. about travel and food. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got... 14 trips to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I would definitely talk before I go to Japan next year. Yes. <laughs> and thank you all for tuning in to watch or listen. Please do like and subscribe so we can keep this coming to you. So appreciate you coming on to Scotland Talks and stay tuned. Come back next week to see what we've got for you. Be well. All right.